Chapter 66. Letters, emails, Facebook, texts. December 18th. Dear Mr. Tushman, I am very, very sorry for punching Julian. I was very, very wrong for me to do that. I am writing a letter to him to tell him that too. If it's okay, I would really rather not tell you why I did what I did because it doesn't really make it right anyway. Also, I'd rather not make Julian <clears throat> in trouble for having said something he should not have said. Very sincerely, Jack Will. December 18th. Dear Julian, I am very, very, very sorry for hitting you. It was wrong of me. I hope you are okay. I hope your grown-up tooth grows in fast. Mine always do. Sincerely, Jack Will. December 26th. Dear Jack, thank you so much for your letter. One thing I've learned after being a middle school director for 20 years there are almost always more than two sides to every story. Although I don't know the details, I have an inkling about what might have may have sparked the confrontation with Julian. While nothing justifies striking another student ever, I also know good friends are sometimes worth defending. This has been a tough year for a lot of students, as the first year of middle school usually is. Keep up the good work and keep being the fine boy we all know you are. All the best, Lawrence Tushman, Middle School Director. To Mr. Tushman, oh, I'm sorry, to L. Tushman at beecherschool.edu, CC means carbon copy, John Will at phillipsacademy.edu, Amanda Will at cooperbeach.org, FR from melissa.albans at rmail.com, subject Jack Will. Dear Mr. Tushman, I spoke with Amanda and John Will yesterday, and they expressed their regret at Jack's having punched our son, Julian, in the mouth. I'm writing to let you know that my husband and I support your decision to allow Jack to return to Beecher Prep after a two-day suspension. Although I think hitting a child would be valid grounds for expulsion in other schools, I agree such extreme measures aren't warranted here. We have known the Will family since our boys were in kindergarten and are confident that every measure will be taken to ensure this doesn't happen again. To that end, I wonder if Jack's unexpectedly violent behavior might have been a result of too much pressure being placed on his young shoulders. I am speaking specifically to the new child with special needs who both Jack and Julian are asked to befriend. In retrospect, and having now seen the child in question at various school functions and in the class pictures, I think it may have been too much to ask of our children to be able to process all that. Certainly, when Julian mentioned he was having a hard time befriending the boy, we told him he was off the hook in that regard. We think the transition to middle school is hard enough without having to place a greater burdens or hardships on these young, impressionable minds. I also mentioned that as a member of the school board, I was a little disturbed that more consideration was not given during this child's application process to the fact that Beecher Prep is not an inclusion school. There are many parents, myself included, who question the decision to let this child into our school at all. At the very least, I am somewhat troubled that this child was not held to the same stringent application standard, example, interview, and the rest of the incoming middle school students, that the rest of the incoming middle school students were. Best, Melissa Perper Albans. To Melissa Albans, from L. Tushman, <clears throat> carbon copy John Will, Amanda Will, subject Jack Will. Dear Miss Albans, thank you for your email outlining your concerns. Were I not convinced that Jack Will is extremely sorry for his actions, and were I not confident that he would not repeat his actions, rest assured that I would not be allowing him back to be prep. As for your other concerns regarding our new student, August, please note that he does not have special needs. 
He is neither disabled, handicapped, nor developmentally delayed in any way, so there was no reason to assume anyone would take an issue with his admittance to Beecher Prep. Whether it is an inclusion school or not, in terms of the application process, the admissions director and I both felt it within our right to hold the interview off-site at August House for reasons that are obvious. We felt that this slight break in protocol was warranted, but in no way prejudicial in one way or another to the application review. August is an extremely good student, and he has secured the friendship of some truly exceptional young people, including Jack Will. At the beginning of the school year, when I enlisted certain children to be a welcoming committee to August, I did so as a way of easing his transition into a school environment. I did not think asking these children to be especially kind to a new student would place any extra burdens or hardships on them. In fact, I thought it would teach them a thing or two about empathy, friendships, and loyalty. As it turns out, Jack Will did, didn't need to learn any of these virtues. He already had them in abundance. Thank you again for being in touch. Sincerely, Lawrence Tushman. To Melissa Albans from John Will, Carbon Copy, L. Tushman, Amanda Will, Subject, Jack. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for being so understanding about this incident with Jack. He is, as you know, very extremely sorry for his actions. I hope you do accept our offer to pay Julian's dental bills. We are very touched by your concern regarding Jack's friendship with August. Please know that we have asked Jack if he felt any undue pressure about any of this, and the answer was a resolute, resolute no. He enjoys August's company and feels like he has made a good friend. Hope you have a happy new year. John and Amanda will. Hi, August. Jacqueline Will wants to be your friend on Facebook. Jacqueline Will, 32 mutual friends. Thanks, the Facebook team. To Augie Doggy Pullman at email.com. Subject, sorry. Message, hey, August, it's me, Jack Will. I notice I'm not on your friends list anymore. Hope you friend me again because I'm really sorry. I just wanted to say that. Sorry. I know you're mad at me now. I'm sorry I didn't mean the stuff I said. I was so stupid. I hope you can forgive me. Hope we can be friends again, Jack. One new text message from August, December 31st, 4.47 p.m. Got your message. You know why I'm mad at you now? Did Summer tell you? One new text message from Jack Will, December 31st, 4.49 p.m. She told me bleeding scream is a hint, but didn't get it at first. Then I remember seeing bleeding scream in homeroom on Halloween. Didn't know it was you that you were coming, thought you were coming as Boba Fett. One new text message from August, December 31st, 4.51 p.m. I changed my mind at the last minute. Did you really punch Julian? One new text message from Jack Will, December 31st, 4.54 p.m. Yeah, I punched him, not out of tooth in the back, a baby tooth. One new text message from August, December 31st, 4.55 p.m. Why'd you punch him? One new text message from Jack Will, December 31st, 4.56 p.m. I don't know. One new text message from August, December 31st, 4.58 p.m. Liar, I bet he said something about me, right? One new text message from Jack Will, December 31st, 5.02 p.m. He's a jerk, but I was a jerk too. Really, really, really sorry for what I said. Dude, okay? Can we be friends again? One new text message from August, December 31st, 5.03 p.m. Okay. 
One, new text message from Jack Will, December 31st, 5.04 p.m. Awesome. One new text message from August, December 31st, 5.06 p.m. But tell me the truth, okay? Would you really want to kill yourself if you were me? One new text message from Jack Will, December 31st, 5.08 p.m. No, I swear on my life. But dude, I would want to kill myself if I were Julian. One new text message from August, December 31st, 5.01, p.m. LOL. Yes, dude, we're friends again. Chapter 67, Back from Winter Break. Despite what Tushman said, there was no clean slate when I went back to school in January. In fact, things were totally weird from the second I got to my locker in the morning. I'm next to Amos, who's always been a pretty straight-up kid, and I was like, yo, what up? And he basically just nodded a half hello and closed his locker door and left. I was like, okay, that was bizarre. And then I said, hey, what up? To Henry, who didn't even bother half smiling, but just looked away. Okay, so something's up. Just by two people in less than five minutes? That's not, and not that anyone's counting. I thought I'd try one more time with Tristan, and boom, same thing. He actually looked nervous, like he was afraid to talk of talking to me. I've got a form of the plague now, is what I thought. This is Julian's payback. And that's pretty much how it went all morning. Nobody talked to me. Not true. The girls were totally normal with me. And August talked to me, of course. And actually, I have to say, both Maxes said hello, which make, made me feel kind of bad for never, ever hanging out with them in the five years I've been in their class. I hoped lunch would, bet, would be better, but it wasn't. I sat down at my usual table with Luca and Isaiah. I guess I thought since they weren't in the super popular group, they were kind of middle-of-the-road jock kids that I'd be safe with them. But they barely nodded when I said hello. Then when our table was called, they got their lunches and never came back. I saw them find a table way over the other end of the cafeteria. They weren't at Julian's table, but they were near him, like on the fringe of popularity. So anyway, I'd been ditched. I knew table switching was something that happened in the fifth grade, but I never thought it would happen to me. It felt really awful being at the table by myself. I felt like everyone was watching me. It also made me feel like I had no friends. I decided to skip lunch and go read in the library. Chapter 68, The War. It was Charlotte who had the inside scoop on why everyone was dissing me. I found a note inside my locker at the end of the day. Meet me in room 301 right after school. Come by yourself, Charlotte. She was already inside the room when I walked in. Sup, I said. Hey, she said. She went over to the door, looked left and right, and then closed the door and locked it from the inside. Then she turned to face me and started biting her nail as she talked. Look. I feel bad about what's going on, and I just want to tell you what I know. Promise you won't tell anyone I talked to you? Promise. So Julian had this huge holiday party over winter break, she said. I mean, huge. My sister's friend had her sweet, had, had her sweet 16 in the same place last year. There were like 200 people there. So, I mean, it's a huge place. Yeah, and? Yeah, and, well, pretty much everybody in the whole grade was there. Not everybody, I joked. Right, not everybody, duh. But like even parents were there, you know? Like my parents were there. You know, Julian's mom is the vice president of the school board, right? So she knows a lot of people. Anyway, so basically what happened at the party was that Julian went around telling everyone that you punched him because you had emotional problems. What? 
and that you would have gotten expelled, but his parents begged the school not to expel you. What? And that none of it would have happened in the first place if Tushman hadn't forced you to be friends with Augie. He said his mom thinks that you, quote, unquote, snapped under the pressure. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. No one bought into that, right? I said she shrugged. That's not even the point. The point is he's really popular. And, you know, my mom heard that his mom is actually pushing the school to review Augie's application to Beecher. Can she do that? It's about Beecher not being an inclusion school. That's a type of school that mixes normal kids with kids with special needs. That's just stupid. Augie doesn't have special needs. Yeah, but she's saying that if the school is changing the way they usually do things in some ways, but they're not changing anything. Yeah, they did. Didn't you notice they changed the theme of the New Year art show? In the past, in the past years, fifth graders painted self-portraits. But this year, they made us do those ridiculous self-portraits as animals, remember? So, big freaking deal. I know. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying that that's what she's saying. I know. I know. This is so messed up. I know. Anyway, Julian said he thinks being friends with Augie is bringing you down and that for your own good, you need to stop hanging out with him so much. And if you start losing all your friends, it'll be like a big wake up call. So basically, for your own good, he's going to stop being your friend completely. Newsflash, I stopped being his friend completely first. Yeah, but he's convinced all the boys to stop being your friend for your own good. That's why nobody's talking to you. You're talking to me. Well, yeah, well, this is more of a boy thing, she explained. The girls are staying neutral, except Savannah's group because they're going out with Julian's group. But to everybody else, this is really a boy war. I nodded. She tilted her head to one side and pouted like she felt sorry for me. Is it okay that I told you all this? She said, yeah, of course. I don't care who talks to me or not. I lied. This is all just so dumb. She nodded. Hey, does Augie know any of this? Of course not, at least not from me. And Summer? I don't think so. Look, I better go. Just so you know, my mom thinks Julian's mom is a total idiot. She says she thinks people like her are more concerned about what their kids' class pictures look like than doing the right thing. You heard about that photoshopping, right? Yeah, that was just sick. Totally, she answered, nodding. Anyway, I better go. I just want you to know what was up and stuff. Thanks, Charlotte. I'll let you know if I hear anything else, she said. Before she went out, she looked left and right outside the door to make sure no one saw her leaving. I guess even though she was neutral, she didn't want to be seen with me. Chapter 69, Switching Tables. The next day at lunch, stupid me, I sat down on a table with Tristan, Nino, and Pablo. I thought maybe they were safe because they weren't really considered popular, but they weren't out there playing D&D at recess either. They were sort of in-betweeners, and at first I thought I scored because they were basically too nice to not acknowledge my presence when I walked over to the table. They all said, hey though I could tell they looked at each other. But then the same thing happened that happened yesterday. Our lunch table was called. They got their food and then headed toward a new table on the other side of the cafeteria. Unfortunately, Mrs. G, who was the lunch teacher that day, saw what happened and chased after them. That's not allowed, boys, she scolded them loudly. This is not that kind of school. You get right back to your table. Oh, great. Like that was going to help. Before they could be forced to sit back down at the table, I got up with my tray and walked away really fast. 
I could hear Mrs. G call my name, but I pretended not to hear and I just kept walking to the other side of the cafeteria behind the lunch counter. Sit with us, Jack. It was summer. She and August were sitting at their table and they were both waving me over. Chapter 70. Why I didn't sit with August the first day of school. Okay, I'm a total hypocrite, I know. That very first day of school, I remember seeing August in the cafeteria. Everybody was looking at him, talking about him. But then, no one was used to his face or even knew that he was coming to Beecher. So it was a total shocker for a lot of people to see him there on the first day of school. Most kids were even afraid to get near him. So when I saw him going into the cafeteria ahead of me, I knew he'd have no one to sit with. But I just couldn't bring myself to sit with him. I had been hanging out with him all morning long because we had so many classes together. And I guess I was kind of wanting a little normal time to chill with other kids. So when I saw him move to a table on the other side of the lunch counter, I purposely found a table as far away from there as I could. I sat down with Isaiah and Luca, even though I'd never met them before. And we talked about baseball the whole time. And I played basketball with them at recess. They became my lunch table from then on. I heard Summer had sat down with August, which surprised me because I knew for a fact she wasn't one of the kids that Tushman had talked to about being friends with Augie. So I knew she was doing it just to be nice. And that was pretty brave, I thought. So now I sit here. I was sitting here with Summer and August, and they were being totally nice to me as always. I filled them in about everything Charlotte had told me, except for the whole big part about having snapped under the pressure of being Augie's friend. Or the part about Julian's mom saying that Augie had special needs. Or the part about the school board. I guess all I really told them about was how Julian had had a holiday party and managed to turn the whole grade against me. It just feels so weird, I said, to not have people talking to you, pretending you don't exist. Augie started smiling. You think? He said sarcastically. Welcome to my world. Chapter 71. Sides. So here are the official sides, said Summer at lunch the next day. She pulled out a folded piece of loose leaf paper and opened it. It had three columns of names. Jack's side, Jack, August, Reed, Max G, Max W. Julian's side, Miles, Henry, Amos, Simon, Tristan, Pablo, Nino, Isaiah, Luca, Jack, Tolan, Roman, Ben, Emmanuel, Zeke, Tomasco, Tomasso, Tomasso. Neutrals. Malik, Remo, Jose, Leaf, Ram, Ivan, Russell. Where did you get this, said Augie, looking over my shoulder as I read the list. Charlotte made it, Summer answered quickly. She gave it to me last period. She said she thought you should know who was on your side, Jack. Yeah, not many people, that's for sure, I said. Reed is, she said, and the two Maxes. Great, the nerds are on my side. Don't be mean, said Summer. I think Charlotte likes you, by the way. Yeah, I know. Are you going to ask her out? Are you kidding? I can't now that everybody's acting like I have the plague. The second I said it, I realized I shouldn't have said it. There was this awkward moment of silence. I looked at Augie. It's okay, he said. I knew about that. Sorry, dude, I said. I didn't know they called it the plague, though, he said. I figured it was more like the cheese touch or something. Oh, yeah, like in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I nodded. The plague actually sounds cooler, he joked. Like someone could catch the black death of ugliness. As he said this, he made air quotes. I think it's awful, said Summer, but Augie shrugged while taking a big sip from his juice box. Anyway, I'm not asking Charlotte out, I said. 
My mom thinks we're all too young to be dating anyway, she answered. What if Reed asked you out? I said, would you go? I could tell she was surprised. No, she said. I'm just asking, I laughed. She shook her head and smiled. Why? What do you know? Nothing. I'm just asking, I said. I actually agree with my mom, she said. I do think we're too young to be dating. I mean, I just don't see what the rush is. Yeah, I agree, said August, which is kind of a shame, you know. What with all those babes who keep throwing themselves at me and stuff? He said this in such a funny way that the milk I was drinking came out of my nose when I laughed, which made us all totally crack up. Chapter 72, August House. It was already the middle of January and we still hadn't even chosen what science fair project we were going to work on. I guess I kept putting it off because I just didn't want to do it. Finally, August was like, dude, we have to do this. So we went to his house after school. I was really nervous because I didn't know if August had ever told his parents about what we now call the Halloween incident. Turns out the dad wasn't even home and the mom was out running errands. I'm pretty sure from the two seconds I'd spent talking to her that Augie had never mentioned a thing about it. She was super cool and friendly toward me. When I first walked into Augie's room, I was like, whoa, Augie, you have a serious Star Wars addiction. He had legends full of Star Wars miniatures and a huge The Empire Strikes Back poster on his wall. I know, right? He laughed. He sat down in a rolling chair next to his desk and I plopped down a beanbag chair in the corner. That's when his dog waddled into the room right up to me. He was on your holiday card, I said, letting the dog sniff my hand. She, he corrected me. Daisy, you can pet her. She doesn't bite. When I started petting her, she basically just rolled over onto her back. She wants you to rub her tummy, said August. Okay, this is the cutest dog I've ever seen, I said, rubbing her stomach. I know, right? She's the best dog in the world, aren't you, girly? As soon as she heard Augie's voice say that, the dog started wagging her tail and went over to him. Who's my little girly? Who's my little girly? August was saying as she licked him all over the face. I wish I had a dog, I said. My parents think our apartment's too small. I started looking around at the stuff in his room while he turned on the computer. Hey, you've got an Xbox 360? Can we play? Dude, we're here to work on the science fair project. Do you have Halo? Of course I have Halo. Can we play? He had logged on to the Beecher website and was now scrolling down Miss Rubin's teacher page through the list of science fair projects. Can you see from there, he said. I sighed and went to sit on a little stool that was right next to him. Cool iMac, I said. What kind of computer do you have? Dude, I don't even have my own room, much less my own computer. My parents have this ancient Dell that's practically dead. Okay, how about this one? He said, turning the screen in my direction so I would look. I made a quick scan of the screen and my eyes literally started blurring. Making a sun clock, he said. That sounds kind of cool. I leaned back. Can we just make a volcano? Everyone makes a volcano. Duh, because it's easy, I said, petting Daisy again. What about how to make crystal spikes out of Epsom salt? Sounds boring, I answered. So why'd you call her Daisy? He didn't look up from the screen. My sister named her. I wanted to call her Darth. Actually, technically speaking, her full name is Darth Daisy, but we never really called her that. Darth Daisy, that's funny. Hi, Darth Daisy, I said to the dog who rolled onto her back again for me to rub her tummy. 
Okay, this is the one, said August, pointing to a picture on the screen of a bunch of potatoes with wires poking out of them. How to build an organic battery made of potatoes. Now that's cool. It says here you could power a lamp with it. We could call it the spud lamp or something. What do you think? Dude, that sounds way too hard. You know I suck at science. Shut up. You do not. Yeah, I do. I got a 54 on my last test. I suck at science. Shut up. You do not. Oh, I reread that. Yeah, I do. I got a 54 on my last test. I suck at science. No, you don't. And that was only because we were still fighting and I wasn't helping you. I can help you now. This is a good project, Jack. We've got to do it. Fine, whatever, I shrugged. Just then, there was a knock at the door. Teenage girl with long, dark, wavy hair poked her head inside the door. She wasn't expecting to see me. Oh, hey, she said to both of us. Hey, Via, said August, looking back at the computer screen. Via, this is Jack. Jack, that's Via. Hey, I said, nodding hello. Hey, she said, looking at me carefully. I knew the second Augie said my name, that he had told, <clears throat> that he had told her about the stuff I had said about him. I could tell from the way she looked at me. In fact, the way she looked at me made me think she remembered me from that day at Carvel on Ames Fourth Avenue all those years ago. Augie, I have a friend I want you to meet, okay? She said. He's coming over in a few minutes. Is he your new boyfriend? August teased. Via kicked the bottom of his chair. Just be nice, she said, and left the room. Dude, your sister's hot, I said. I know. She hates me, right? You told her about the Halloween incident? Yeah. Yeah, she hates me. Or, yeah, you told her about Halloween. Both. Chapter 73, The Boyfriend. Two minutes later, the sister came back with this guy named Justin. Seemed like a cool enough dude. Longish hair, little round glasses. He was carrying a big, long, shiny silver case that ended in a sharp point on one end. Justin, this is my little brother, August, said Via. And that's Jack. Hey, guys, said Justin, shaking our hands. He seemed a little nervous. I guess maybe it was because he was meeting August for the first time. Sometimes I forget what a shock it is the first time you meet him. Cool room. Are you Via's boyfriend? August asked mischievously, and his sister pulled his cap down over his face. What's in your case, I said. A machine gun? Ha, answered the boyfriend. That's funny. No, it's a, a fiddle. Justin's a fiddler, said Via. He's a he's in a Zydeco band. What the heck is a Zydeco band? Asked Augie, looking at me. It's a type of music, said Justin, like Creole music. What's Creole? I said. You should tell people that's a machine gun, said Augie. Nobody would ever mess with you. Ha, I guess you're right, Justin said, nodding and tucking his hair behind his ears. Creole's the kind of music they play in Louisiana, he said to me. Are you from Louisiana, I no, um, he answered, pushing up his glasses. His glasses. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't know why this made me laugh. Come on, Justin, said Via, pulling him by the hand. Let's go hang out in my room. Okay, see you later. See you guys later. Bye, he said. Bye. Bye. As soon as they left the room, Augie looked at me smiling. I'm from Brooklyn, I said, and we both started laughing hysterically.